Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Situation Awareness and Your Safety Podcast. My name is Brian Searcy. I'm the host. I'm also the founder and the president of the Paradis Group. I can't tell you how excited I am today on one of our very first podcasts to have Amy Robbins. Amy is the CEO, the creator, the founder, the brain behind Alexo Athetica. And her focus is being passionate about the Second Amendment, being passionate about women that need to use a weapon to defend themselves and has put some great products out there. But even more than that is, like I said, is a leader in the community talking about it and she's passionate about it. So Amy, welcome. Brian, it's so great to be on your show. I I didn't realize that I was going to be one of the first on this show. And I feel extremely honored that you reached out to me. What you're doing with your podcast is right up my alley. It is exactly what I am passionate about. So I'm very happy to be here and and talk to your audience today. Well, awesome. Now, Amy, I could read a a long and distinguished bio on you, but what I'd really like is to give you an opportunity. Just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you've been doing, how you got passionate about the Second Amendment and how you founded it and why you founded this company. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's fair to start out and just let the entire audience know that I've always been a believer in the Second Amendment. I grew up in a family in a household that had firearms in it. We've got all girls. So my dad was hell-bent on teaching us about firearm safety and how to use them for self-defense. He was a big hunter and outdoorsman. So he always knew that if he was going to have them in the house, he wanted to make sure that We were familiar with them. We knew how to be safe with them. And then he always even, I remember going on road trips with my dad as a young girl, and I would see that he had a firearm with him. I I can't remember exactly which model of revolver it was, but I remember seeing this big revolver and asking him and saying, dad, why do you have a gun in the car? And I will never forget his response. He said, I have this firearm because it is how I'm going to protect you and your mom should anything happen to you. So even from a young girl and a young age, I always remember looking at the firearm as a means of self-defense and self-protection. So the Second Amendment was always ingrained in us. It was always something important to me. But as I got older, I never really technically considered myself part of the gun community. I thought, you know, the the gun community was really comprised of people with military law enforcement background, or maybe they were really into the hunting scene. I didn't have any background in any of those. I, I wasn't a hunter. I wasn't any of that. So I kind of considered myself on the outside of the gun industry, so to speak, even though I was a Second Amendment supporter. It wasn't until 2014 that I was reached out to by the NRA, actually, who is starting a whole new platform on reaching millennials that are Second Amendment supporters, but were kind of like me, just felt like they might have been on the outskirts of the so-called gun community. So that's really what set me on this journey of not just believing in the Second Amendment, but truly becoming an advocate for the Second Amendment. So I started hosting a TV show for NRA TV in 2014 with a guy named Colia Noir. And it was at that point, I'm sure many of your audience members are familiar with who Colia Noir is. I'm so thankful for his work and what he's doing in this space and just continuing to be a huge advocate for the Second Amendment. So I was constantly around these men and women who the Second Amendment was was central to what they were doing with their life. And they kind of showed me how the firearm could seamlessly fit into your lifestyle, even if you didn't have a military law enforcement background, even if you weren't a hunter. So they really helped me start to focus on the firearm in a self-defense situation. 
And it became really personal to me in 2015 when I was training for a marathon. So Brian, like probably a lot of women in your audience, I would get up every day, I would go running and I would go the same route every single day. And because I lived in a quote unquote safe neighborhood, I never really thought about my safety other than you know, maybe thinking about some escape routes here and there, uh, if anything were to happen, but I didn't carry a self-defense tool on my body. And I did that thing that you should never do, put my earbuds in my ears and just, just went on my way. One day when I went running, I had a very potentially scary situation happen. I was followed and harassed by a van full of men and it, nothing did happen, thank God. But it was that moment that I started remembering all the training that I just had on NRA TV. And I, I remember, okay, these people are, are onto something. They carry firearms, not because they're paranoid, but because they want to be prepared. And so I thought about that. I went and got my license to carry. I actually even took it a step further because I was really loving getting into firearms. I went and got uh, my NRA certification to be an instructor, a handgun instructor. And I started researching how many women had that exact same experience as I did when they were running. I also looked at the current options that were available on the market, and I realized Nike, Lulu, Adidas, they were not addressing this issue of women being able to carry some form of self-defense tool on their body while they were wearing athletic clothes. And if you know anything about women's fashion, we are wearing athletic clothes 90% of the time, whether we're working out or not. So I saw a huge opportunity in white space in the market to start reaching women who wanted to carry self-defense tools or were already carrying them and then helping them do that in a very fashionable way so that it fits seamlessly into their lifestyle. They're not having to make all these huge adjustments and changes just to be able to carry the self-defense tool that they wanted. And that is, make a long story short, how I came up with the idea of Alexo Athletica. Well, that is an awesome story. And, you know, sometimes it is when you have that significant event that really drives home the need for something. What I really also love is is the example that you talked about with your dad. At the Paradis Group, I consistently use an example of my daughter who's now 30, but when she was 14 and she had seen me follow this process every time we went anywhere and we went to dinner with some family friends and one of her friends was going to sit in the seat that my daughter knew I needed to sit in so that my back wasn't to the door. And her friend uh, said, well, why does your dad have to sit there? Well, my dad has to be able to see everything. He's going to have a plan in case anything happens and he'll tell us what to do. So it's almost exactly what you just relayed about your dad. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's those like small things that stuck in my head, but it wasn't until I had a situation happen to me that I really tried to make it personal. And one of the goals that we have with Alexo is to start getting women to think about this before something happens to them. And getting into that mindset of um, being prepared. And then what does preparation look like? Because preparation for everybody looks very different along their journey. So when we talk about being self-reliant, carrying a self-defense tool is only one piece of that puzzle. And there's so many other parts to that journey that really get you to the point where you truly are prepared to be self-reliant. Oh, absolutely. And I, it's almost like we're talking the exact same thing, because that's what the, the Paradis Group is founded on, is to left of bang as far as possible, teach people, and actually not even teach people. We want to give people the opportunity to learn the mindset and behavior of situation awareness so that they can prevent something from happening, because that, that should be the ultimate goal, right? 
Yes. Thank you. Like the, I, I tell people this all the time, especially the people that want to question, why'd you make a product that, you know, women could carry guns? They think, a lot of people think, okay, when you carry a gun, you're out looking for a fight. And I'm like, no, actually, for majority of people that carry a firearm with them on a daily basis, that's their last option. They want that to be their very last option. We have no other way to get out of this situation. And the only way that you can do that is by starting to implement the situational awareness tips and the training that you have. And yeah, I mean, but there's, it does blow my mind how many people skip that very important step of situational awareness, not realizing that it's probably the most important thing that you could do. Yeah, because the threats that are out there today are unprecedented, right? You can look at the news with the writing and all those things, but let's just look at situational awareness also gives you the ability to not become a victim of human trafficking, of bullying, of sexual assault, of somebody approaching you when you're walking to your car. That's the beauty of this. And like you just said, the goal is to prevent something from happening. And, and those of us that do carry every single day and actually have a weapon with us all the time, that is our goal, is to prevent something from happening without having to draw a weapon, but have also also thought through all of the ramifications. So, And that's a point of it, too. It's, it's like a mental exercise. I mean, even before I carried, there were little things that I remember talking through myself, um, especially, you know, as if I was going downtown by myself late at night, you know, looking through the scenario, if I come out and it's dark, where's the best place that I need to be parking? You know, is it in a well-lit area? Is it close to, you know, a place that I can get out of a situation fast? There's like things that I would think through long before I even carried a self-defense tool. I mean, it's almost like I kind of remember before a big game, I, I played sports my whole life. And I remember like going to bed and thinking the game through. I would think, okay, I played volleyball. How many serves? I'm going to get this ball over the net and I'm going to practice in my head 10 serves over the net or 15 spikes. And I would literally visualize myself doing that. And I think that's the same mindset that we kind of need to have when it comes to situational awareness is almost visualizing yourself in different situations. Not again, not because you're a paranoid person, but it just gives you the best chance and opportunity to get out of a situation um, or maybe not even get yourself in a situation if you're able to think through all of it. Absolutely. And uh, to be honest, I'm sitting here going, has she taken our course? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have taken a lot of courses. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. We talk about exactly that process that you just talked, and we've turned it into a five step process where you identify, assess, and predict. And that's that whole piece you're talking about right now, where, and we've taken that, we also call that now training your lizard brain. So you're, you're training yourself on how to react in a bad situation because, those of us that have been in those types of situations, flying airplanes and combat and some other things that have happened, the only thing that you're ever going to be able to do is something that you've already thought of. You're not going to be creative, right? So I want to transition a little bit into your thoughts. And I think I already know because you went the next step and you didn't just get an LTC, but you went the next step and you actually got an instructor certificate from the NRA. What are your thoughts about people that go out and buy a gun? They maybe go to a range one time, but then that's all they do. What are your thoughts on on how you need to be trained with a weapon? Gosh, I mean, it's it's such a process and a journey is really what I tell everybody because it's very different levels. One saying, hey, I, I need a gun to keep in my house. Well, all right, great. You need to get a gun in your house. Well, now we need to decide what type of firearm you're going to use. Now we need to decide, okay, what are you comfortable with? Do you know how to operate that? So that's one 
piece of training that I think is important. You obviously need to know how to operate and use the firearm that you're going to have in your house. You need to know how to store it safely, all these things, right? Getting your license to carry is a completely different level. We're talking about now you're going to keep that firearm with you. Maybe it's on your body. Maybe it's off your body. I'm not a huge proponent of off body carry, but I realized that for a lot of women, just like it was for me until I got super comfortable with my training, I did carry it off my body. Now to say that when you decide how you're going to carry your firearm, you need to train with the methods that you're going to carry. So if you do decide to have a concealed carry purse, you need to go and make sure that you're training on how to draw from concealment. Where's the best place to put the firearm so that you can access it quickly. And you need to actually train with it. If you've got a, I loved having a range near me that had one of those simulators that you could actually put, uh, you know, one of the SIM guns in your purse. And it actually opened my eyes to how long it took me to get my firearm (laughs) out of my bag. And that was probably one of the most eye-opening. When I actually went and trained with that method of carry, it was one of the most eye-opening situations to me of why I didn't want to carry off my body anymore. And so then that started the next level of my journey. And so then I was like, great, if I am going to carry it on my body, well, now guess what I need to know? Now I really need to make sure I understand how my firearm operates. I need to know, make the decision, am I going to carry with one of the chamber? Do I have a safety on my firearm or not? And I need to practice drawing. I need to practice moving your clothing out of the way. You need to practice with your different types of holsters. And so there's so many layers to carrying that I do think that there are a lot of people that miss miss these parts. And I think that it also, those layers provide some barriers to women wanting to actually carry on their body. So with Alexa, we tried to reduce as many barriers as we possibly could. We wanted to make it as seamless and as easy for women to carry the gun that they're going to carry. But then we also encourage them to go get training. Actually take your leggings to, you know, try to find an instructor that doesn't just have you stand there static at a range and shoot a target, but you need to go to a place where you can actually practice drawing from concealment and reloading. There's all these things that you need to be practicing. You need to practice like, hey, if you're, you have to make sure that you're not printing. So you need to work with the different type of clothing and and tops because you're going to have to move them out of the way when you're drawing your weapon. There are many, many layers to this. And while the clothing and Alexa is one piece of it. We recognize an opportunity of growth within this community was then continuing to be a resource for women that are getting into this and helping point them in the right direction of where they can go to further their training and make sure that they are safe, responsible firearm owners. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want people that are safe and responsible carrying their firearms because ultimately they're going to be the ones that are the best advocates for the Second Amendment. No, you're absolutely right. And I love everything that you just said. And we actually have a program where we'll go into somebody's home and help them put together emergency operation plans. And those aren't just if you have an intruder, that's what if there's a fire? Because we see all the time that most families have no clue what to do in case something happens. And how people are dealing with the pandemic is a perfect example of that. But we'll go in and we'll just ask some basic questions if they have a weapon and how they're going to defend their home. And and you highlighted a bunch of those. You know, they don't know what cover and concealment is. They don't know what kind of round they should have in their weapon. They haven't thought through where are their kids sleeping in the house. So I, I shouldn't shoot this direction. 
If I'm using a caliber weapon, will it go into the next house? All of those types of things are so important. And that's why we've got to got to train to all of that. Right. And and even low light situations. And, you know, I, even thinking through, we're talking about like the type of weapon for home defense. And because I get this question all the time, you know, I'm going to get a gun. Which one do I get? And I'm like, all right, well, let's break. Let's step back a few steps because are you using it for home defense? Are you wanting to use it for, are you thinking about getting your concealed carry? I mean, because I might recommend a different firearm for women, again, depending on their level of training for home defense than I would for carrying it on your body. And maybe you want a Glock 19 in your home defense because you don't really want to have to reload. But I don't necessarily recommend running for most small women with a Glock 19. It's not a firearm to conceal and it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. So again, everyone is at a different place in their journey. And we're just trying to provide the best information that we can for women because it's not one size fits all. We know that. We know not every firearm feels comfortable, is easy to operate, is is going to be the same choice across the board for everybody. So we're really kind of specific when we try to tailor like the information that we're giving people as far as like what firearm to choose. So, but we definitely make sure that we are always encouraging people to then once you you find out what you like, you got to get the training with it. You just do. Yeah, absolutely. And I use an example from when I was younger. I was a wrestler and a football player. I wasn't a, I'm five foot nine. So both my brothers played basketball, but I would go out and play horse with them. If we're just shoot, sitting there shooting, I could keep up with them. I'm a pretty good shot when it's static and I'm not under pressure. And But then they, if they, if we started a pickup game and I started running, getting my heart rate up, my breathing up, I never made a shot. And using a weapon, no matter what the weapon is, is along those same lines, right? Do you talk about that to to the women that you provide information to? Yes and no. Like since we're an apparel site, it's not like we also have a training component necessarily built into our website. So we're really limited as to what information we're getting across to them when they come and they buy the products from our website. So it's more of, so I have a podcast myself uh, called Not Your Average Gun Girls, and we're constantly bringing on men and women trainers and, and just different people within the industry to kind of help that. So the information is out there. The resources are available. And I try to point them on a personal basis, or if we get questions through our direct messages on Instagram and, and Facebook, we try to point people there as much as possible. Does everybody come to us and ask us when they're buying our products? Not everybody does, but we're really just hoping you know, we believe in personal responsibility. So if you're going to be buying this and keeping this, we're really hoping that you are taking that next step to seek out the information that you need. And if you don't know where to go, then we've made ourselves extremely available to answer as many questions as we possibly can. That's perfect. And I'll give you a chance at the end to also reiterate what that podcast is and your website and all that. So what are your thoughts on what's going on in our society today? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, this year has been a wild year in so many ways. And I think it just goes to show, obviously, like the pandemic has brought out a lot of chaos. I mean, there's a lot of chaos going on in our society. And never did I think that we would reach a point in our society where we were talking about defunding our police and the people that are supposed to be keeping us safe. But I think that it is just reiterating what those of us that are in the industry have been saying forever, which is at the end of the day, your safety really does come down to you. You are your first line of defense, no matter if there is a police 
force that is fully funded or defunded. At the end of the day, your safety, you can really only rely on yourself for your safety. So you need to be trained and you need to be thinking about all those potential situations. And I think what's going on in society right now is really just highlighting all of that from the riots to who knows what's going to happen to our police forces in the future. So I think it's more important now than ever that people get training. You know, we just heard, what is it? We're up to like 16.7 million background checks were ran so far this year. So new firearms getting out there. I think there's, they're estimating somewhere between 5 million or more first time gun owners. And a majority of those are women which is great because that means that women are taking their safety into their own hands. But, you know, I think it just gives a lot of opportunity to the industry to really step up and start trying to reach those women where they are and present training and possible scenario training to them that really resonates with them in a way that isn't intimidating, but is, is very accessible to them. And I think that we have a big responsibility in this industry to, to do that. One of the things that you just said just popped a, a thought into my head. One of the things that every time we provide any training, any learning opportunities, we make sure that people know that we can't tell you what to do because you can only respond based on your capabilities. What are your thoughts on that? That's true. You mean like as far as your training? I mean, you're going to respond to whatever your your lowest level of training is. You're going to revert back to that. So, Well, the other, other piece is we don't necessarily want to tell, I don't want to tell somebody what, how I would act in a certain situation because I have training that they don't have. So you talked about scenarios. So present a bunch of different scenarios, but let them think through how they're going to respond instead of you telling them how to respond. Is that, what do you think about that? I think that's great because then you're starting to get them in the mindset of having to think through things and even giving them some tools to go home and think through even later on that night, you know, in a, in a way that's very different. I know that if someone tries to tell me what they do and it might not be what I would do in that situation, I'm probably at the end of the day, not going to respond. I might freeze up and I might not respond well at all. So yeah, I think that is a, is a great way to do it because I've, I've worked with trainers that do exactly what you said. And we're like, no, this has to be done this way. You need to do it this scenario and this training. And I think that's where we've lost, especially when it comes to women. Like, I think we've lost a lot of interest from women because that's extremely intimidating. Someone who comes in who might have a really aggressive tactical training or a tactical method, that is very intimidating to a lot of women that are getting into this space. And then they may not come back. So I really fall under the presumption of like, let's get them in there. Let's start like giving them the tools that they that they need because they are capable of doing it. We just have to, we just, you empower them. You teach them, you show them, you let them get their hands on it. And then you let the, like you go alongside of them on the journey and kind of help guide them that way. But I, I don't think that we really have to be so aggressive all the time. Now, there are some women that love the aggressive training. You really have to be an intuitive trainer to know what you're working with and kind of guide them based on where they are at that time. Absolutely. And like I, like I mentioned, you know, the key is for them to develop what their capabilities are and, and to develop their own process. Cause I've got daughters and a son and they're actually all Annie Oakley's or great shots at the range. 
but they all have different capabilities. They all have different interests and they're all going to learn to a different level. That's the level that they need to, that they'll be able to respond to. So to try to ask them to do something they're not capable of, try to ask them to do what a Navy SEAL would do. Even me, don't don't ask me to do it. That's not my background, right? So knowing what you're capable of and, and having thought through all of that is so important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, and it really is getting back to Alexa, like in, in some of the design concepts that we came up with. Look, we get it. Our leggings and our pants, may not, they're not for everybody. Like they may not be for people who are very tactical. They, they want to load up with tons of extra magazines and big bulky Kydex holsters and strap on their tack belts and their retention belts. Like that is so great for some, but it's not for everybody. And we really wanted to reach out to the women who weren't quite there yet. So our market is just a completely different market. Most of the people that are coming to Alexa are coming to us because they love the designs. They love the colors. They love the silhouettes. They, they just want to look good and feel good in their clothing first. And then the fact that we even give them an option to carry a self-defense tool on their body is like pretty cool to some of them. So some of them utilize it, others don't, but at least it's getting them in the mindset of thinking, there's a space for a self-defense tool. Do I need one of those? Like, why would I need a self-defense tool? And it starts the whole mindset discussion, which I think is such an important piece to all of this. But, you know, we, we just wanted to make it very easy for those that are ready to take that next step to actually carry a tool on their body. You know, they're not having to think about going out and buying a whole bunch of new accessories. They have built in spaces and places to put their self-defense tools and their pants aren't going to fall down. They're not going to sag. They have nice retention as long as you're following the weight limit for the firearm recommendations that we put out there. We've got a place to provide a, a hard trigger guard. And so we did think through these elements that would make it as seamless, easy, and safe as possible for these women that are getting into this, this lifestyle. Well, I'm glad you brought that, all that up because that was going to be one of my closing questions. And it's just a quick story. My, my wife, Heather, owns a commercial apparel screen printing company. I told her I was going to be interviewing you, and I told her about your line of athletic wear for women to be able to EDC. And she goes, I got to get me some of those. And when can I meet Amy? <laughs> you know, so. I'll help her find whatever she needs. Well, and the other reason I bring that up is. And this goes to people knowing what they're capable of doing. I know that there are things that I can do with my wife or help my wife learn, but I also know there's things that I can't. And I learned that when I tried to teach her how to play golf, right? So shooting is the same thing. So for her to go out and learn, she needs to go out with somebody like you or somebody, another woman in, in, in your sphere that has those capabilities, because that's the way she's truly going to learn that all the time. I mean, it was very common. I mean, honestly, like before social media, there weren't a lot of ways and places to go and find trainers that looked like you, talked like you, thought like you. I mean, you we really kind of were limited in this space if we wanted to go learn. So majority, I mean, like me, I would either learn from my husband or learn from my learn from my father. It wasn't even on my radar to go and get tactical training. I didn't even know that was an option out there. But because we've been expanding so much and social media has really shed light on the fact that there are so many women that do want to learn at least how to use a firearm. Not every one of them wants to carry a firearm with them every day, but they want to at least learn how to use them. So what we've seen is this like 
exponential growth in women trainers and in new training methods. And so we're starting to see that if you do want the training, like it's there, it's available, it's accessible. And you can, you can now find women who look like you, talk like you, think like you, dress like you. They, they lower that intimidation factor and they're making it a lot more accessible for just the everyday average woman to to get out to the range and do it. You know, we're seeing like these women's women's nights pop up to where now it's like a social event at the range. Go and get your shooting and then go get a cocktail afterwards. You know, I mean, it's, it's like they're making it social events. And I think those kind of environments are so great for women to learn in because it just makes it something fun and normal that you could just go do with your friends. So, you know, we're, we're seeing that growth and we're so excited to see that because it was something that was missing for such a long time in the industry. Well, that is awesome. So just to, to wrap up, please let everybody know how to get a hold of or find out about the, the clothing, your website, if there's other ways to potentially contact you and any other closing thoughts that you might have. Yeah, absolutely. So we are e-commerce predominantly right now. We are sold in a few like select gun ranges across the country. So we are starting to dip our toe in the retail space. If any dealers are in the audience and you want to get a hold of us for any wholesaler dealer pricing, you can reach out to us by just shooting us an email info at alexoathetica.com. But Primarily, you can find all of our new product releases and restocks and everything on our website, which is alexoathletica.com. We're really active on Instagram, fairly active on Facebook. Instagram is probably the best way to go find us, though. If you have any questions and you want to shoot us a, a direct message, we've got a great team that is very responsive to help you with sizing to answer your questions about what type of firearms would fit best in in our clothing. They're just very helpful and ready to answer any of your questions. So find us at um, Instagram at Alexo, Alexo Athletica, sorry. And then on our website, alexoathletica.com. If you've been eyeing our products, COVID definitely hit us hard too when our manufacturing plant shut down. So we've been out of stock for for a while and everything is getting restocked plus brand new items that you won't see in any other concealed carry clothing line. So we've got some really cool patent pending designs that allow you to carry and tuck your shirt in at the same time. So we have skirts, we've got joggers, we've got shorts, we've got leggings. We just have an entire lifestyle line that nobody else has on the market. So definitely check that out. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Amy, again, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. We are on the same sheet of music when it comes to how we have to have this total training and learning to be able to take responsibility for our own safety. And and the other thing I always say as well is once we learn to take responsibility for our own safety, then we can also start taking responsibility for the safety of our community. So again, thank you very much. Everyone, this has been the Situational Awareness and Your Safety Podcast. Again, I'm Brian Searcy with the Paradis Group, and we will be talking to our next podcast. Amy, thanks again. Thank you, Brian. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.